episode 73, Embracing Change. Hello everyone, hope you're having a fantastic day. As always, it is so nice to be here on a Friday morning recording today. And this topic just came up for me because of really just how much change our society has over has gone through over the course of my lifetime and as of late these last few years how much everything is rapidly changing and for a while there there was plenty of talk from so many people that i know about returning to normal And then there was plenty of conversations in my circles of people about how to understand that statement, how returning to normal with quote unquote normal, (laughs) we weren't really living in a normal, we weren't embracing the changes of that underlying fabric of the spiritual nature of reality as it is, as it truly is. So a return to normal, there's not really a return to normal since COVID because there wasn't a normal. And then beyond that, there's also been just so many changes in my own personal life. A lot of it self-induced and a lot of it with impulsive emotional expression behind those changes for quite a bit of my life. And so I know what it's like to try to fully embrace what is known as homeostasis of just staying normal in the status quo of my own life or your own life where you're not really trying to make any waves you're trying to and that's an interesting statement that I'll get back to later but we're trying to just not rock the boat to keep keep everything simple right so I know what it's like to do that to really try to just keep things the same and maintain I know what it's like to completely change jobs Towns, lovers, all of those things as well. Hobbies, habits, behaviors. All of us can go through changes sometimes. Sometimes they're impulsive. Sometimes they're something that you think about for a long, long time. And then you finally get the will to take action. And then sometimes it just change just happens and it's thrust upon you and you feel like you are just completely lost and totally unable to catch up frustrated pissed off unwilling all of that stuff and while it's healthy to express the emotion of that in the short term it's kind of a cousin to grief 
You know, it's one thing to be able to hold a memory of someone when it comes to grief and to be able to keep their best parts alive within you and even their worst parts if you love them unconditionally and being able to just say, yeah, I miss that person. But I still love who they are even though their body has passed and being able to make some sort of a recompense in your soul with that where you cannot be just held down by your grief. I want to do an episode on grief in the future uh, after reading an absolutely beautiful book that I had started and haven't finished yet. That's the reason why I don't want to do it. Um, but it's by Songal Rinpoche. It's a Buddhist monk that writes about the Tibetan book of living and dying, not just the Tibetan book of the dead, but the Tibetan book of living and dying, because it really gives you a better perspective on seeing life as life and seeing death as part of that life and not an end, not a finality, right? And that is exactly how some of us treat day-to-day change as well, where something is forced upon us or we feel that something is forced upon us because we're not big change makers ourselves. We just try to keep everything in that homeostasis place. And our boat gets rocked now and again because change continues to happen. So how do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile that when we make a huge change in our life as well and then feel like that huge change we made in our life was a bad thing? because now we've lost something great that we gained and we took a gamble and we feel like we've lost. How do you address that as well? So it's all interesting stuff, right? It's all things that can can rock any of us to the core if we approach these things unconsciously or we approach life from a place of the grass is always greener when we get there and forgetting that the grass is greener where we water it. And I heard someone recently just explain that as, oh, I'm just tired of starting over. And I have absolutely heard that. And I have absolutely been there with regrets and struggles. With some very, very real things in my life. And there are some that I don't even want to talk about. And I know that all of us have some of those. That there's a very specific small space that we talk about some difficult things and tragedies that we go through. I'm pretty much an open book with a lot of different things. But when I do close the book there's a reason to not want to hurt someone else is, is a big one. 
So I never want to open up my mouth and say anything that's going to cause harm to anyone in my family or my children or anything to that nature because that's against my integrity. So I can speak the truth about my feelings about something that I've gone through without having to tell the entire world about that whole processing. But that's okay. You know, we are okay having a little bit of privacy in our lives. But when we open up to these drastic changes, it really is a beautiful thing to do so. So I truly believe that the ultimate purpose of this life is to experience it, to experience new things, to grow and learn and change, feel joy, to feel pain, to overcome it, to get through the other side of the difficult things. So how do we put ourselves in that position where we can actually just settle into changes. I'm going to do my best to tell you. Because it's not always graceful. It really isn't. It's not always graceful for me. I'm sure it's not always graceful for you. And uh, it's just something that we all need to get through. So let's think about it. The world, as I always frame it, because this helps with changes as well, is always immediately subject to change within our inner world, which I see as the real world. This outer world is a reflection of the thoughts and the consciousness that we hold within our mind and attach emotions to and beliefs to. So if you continuously come across changes in your life in which they always seem to be fleeting, you always seem to be starting over and you always feel like the changes are not on your side. And you take all of that. You might say, well, that's me. Yep, I felt that way. You take all of that and apply what I just said to it about your mental atmosphere and your emotional atmosphere and the beliefs that you're bringing to the table The question is not, why does this all always happen to me? The question is more, why do I always create this change to happen through me? Because the only way that we can actually view the world is by being the observer and creating our 
unique observation of the situation or the change. So if your way of approaching making a change is to shut everyone off, close the door and continue to just make impulsive decisions, that definitely, definitely just breeds the same thing. (laughs) That regular feeling like you're pulled around by the impulses of everything that's around you. And you can take a look around you at the people that you surround yourself with. Do the people around you make impulsive decisions? Do they allow the impulsive decisions around them to make their decisions for them? And are they living in fear of change? It's important to know if that's who you surround yourself with or not, or if that is you, where you're constantly fearing the changes, where you're constantly waiting for a sense of normalcy to drop into your life finally, once and for all. That's not reality. Every once in a while, we might get extremely lucky, but it's like winning the lottery. You might get extremely lucky to have your circumstances completely change in your favor without you driving that intention. Because somewhere along the line, a vision that you had manifested into your reality that was for your greatest good. But we can't rely on that. So again, I stress like I always do that it is so important to take care of all parts of your body, all parts of your being, holistically. Embracing change has nothing to do or very little to do with the actual change that's coming forward, the actual change that's happening. And when we sit there and we regret the past... or regret a change that we implemented that doesn't help us. I guess in some cases you can actually go back to the previous situation that you've had instead of embracing the change and the move forward. But most often... That doesn't work. And I'm not going to say that it doesn't work sometimes. Because even with myself and my wife right now, uh, when we first got together, we were together for a few months and then we broke up for a couple of months. And then she called me out of the blue asking for something to be returned to her. And that conversation just sparked a revitalization but our relationship was so incredibly early and so incredibly young and even my sister had a situation like that where she was she had met her boyfriend in high school and then they broke up for several years and now they're married and happily married 
So that happens, you know, we can get lucky once in a while where impulse might have taken us away from a healthy decision and we get our ability back to return to the healthier situation. But what if, just what if your decision to go back to something in the past rather than moving forward is unhealthy in many ways but it was just something that you were used to so you'd rather go back to that than the pain of having something very different now that's where a lot of people just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in and out of relationships the same relationship often over and over again or each relationship that a person gets into happens to be so incredibly similar to the last one. And it might take a year or two to show up as the same thing. But then all of a sudden, why is this exactly like my last relationship? (laughs) How many times have you heard people go through that story? I know I've definitely been there. I used to attract very impulsive, narcissistic partners all the time uh, because I somewhere in the line craved abuse and craved the attention of control from somebody else outside of me because I didn't want to control my own life I didn't want to make controlling decisions I didn't want to have to think I didn't want to have to remember so there was some benefits to it to being a lazy partner in a relationship and coming up with somebody that had control issues that wanted to control everything and thought their life and their way was always better. And I followed that model for a while. And that was childhood trauma involved in that. And oftentimes a lot of childhood trauma is involved in struggles for change when we don't seem to have the coping mechanisms within our bodies and within our minds, within our emotions to move past changes that we dislike and get into a healthier life. So what do we do instead of regretting that decision and moving backwards? Yeah, I brought somebody through a little bit of a visioning exercise and talked about planning and envisioning the lifestyle that they want to be living, the the house that they want to live in, the neighborhood they want to live in, the people that they're surrounded with, the job they're doing, all of that stuff. And I I was met with a very real scenario in return. And it was, but I had all of that. I've already had that and I can't get the visions of what that was out of my head because I regret so much no longer having it. So that is where a huge piece of this episode comes from is putting a lot of deep thought into that. Because I don't always respond right away when I communicate with somebody about some struggles they're going through because I, gotta, I have to digest it and I have to really see how do I do that? How do I handle that situation? And what makes the most amount of sense to allow somebody to make some forward progress through something like that? 
So going back to the mental atmosphere, if that place and those memories and that feeling and that expression was truly 100% exactly what you enjoyed, then continue to vision that and say this or something better when you close your eyes and envision that. And interestingly enough, it's amazing because I think that any one of us can say after we've been doing something for a very long time something negative about an experience. And we talked about this in that earlier episode of avoiding negativity a little bit about the mental the, the mental atmosphere that you're carrying throughout your day. But sometimes when it comes to visioning, if you've lost something and you need to move forward, it's very, very helpful to invite in, oh, okay, you've had this life, this lifestyle, and these things going on in your life. However, what was the one piece of that or what pieces of that were missing? What were the struggles that you said to yourself, well, I really, really, really love this house, but, or I really, really love this job, but, or I really loved this neighborhood, but, right? There's always a but in there somewhere if you look hard enough. And that but might have been the reason that got your butt out of the seat and made you change in the first place. So the thing to look at then is, all right, well, I had almost what I could vision to be the perfect reality. It was so close, and I feel like I've taken a huge step back. We'll call that kind of doing the spiritual cha-cha. I've heard that <laughs> mentioned before. To some from somebody in my spiritual center, I believe, had, had said something about the, the cha-cha, this dance of change. And it's a beautiful thing if you can recognize it as such. And what I mean by that is we, we make some ch- changes sometimes. We expect, all right, change is going to happen. I'm going to move to this place. I'm going to get in this new relationship. I'm going to get this new job. I'm going to get this new experience. I'm going to have such a beautiful, beautiful life. And then you had this vision completely in a specific design in your mind. And then suddenly, one piece of it is so much worse than what you had before. (laughs) So much worse. Totally unexpected. It's like, holy crap, what happened there? That is the universe letting you know that there's always work to do and that attachment doesn't work really for anything. It's easier said than done when it comes to relationships specifically more than anything else, uh, in my opinion. But it could be something completely different for you.
something else could be a huge, huge tragedy when it doesn't work out. Another, another example is buying a house. You can buy a house thinking it's beautiful and then find out there's all kinds of problems on the inside after inspections have been passed, real estate processes have all gone through. You live there for a couple months and then all of a sudden, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> Had I known that, I would have never bought this house. Right? That's another example. People change their whole lives around for relationships. Sometimes people change their entire lives around all at once. And then actually expect it to be completely smooth. Or not. You know, sometimes you might just think, well, I'm going to go through some changes. I'm going to go through some struggles with it, but that's okay. I need to start fresh. I need to do this. And that is 100% okay. And it's also 100% okay to go through what I also like to refer to as butterfly magic after hearing uh, that term brought back from another good friend that has a podcast called The Butterfly Effect, by the way. Um, It's spelled a little differently. Um, I forget how the spelling is, but uh, a woman named Gail Jones talks on this podcast. Um, she has quite a few episodes post pu- published on it, and she just has conversations with people that um, struggle with codependence with uh, alcoholics or addicts, mostly alcoholism. But it's a beautiful process and a beautiful podcast. But the way I'm, I'm using this is I call it butterfly magic because a butterfly is this beautiful, vibrant, little caterpillar just chilling along on its journey, loving life, doing its thing, whatever, you know, who knows? I mean, that's my judgment of it. Maybe it, maybe it hates its life as a caterpillar. I don't know. <laughs> but anapromorphizing it for a story here is just strolling along. Life is, you know, one way. And then, you know, it kind of goes to sleep on a tree one day and slowly but surely gets stuffed into this cocoon-like thing and its entire body liquefies and changes into something completely different with a huge set of vibrant bright wings these big long antenna and it goes along and lands in flowers and helps pollinate and change the world selflessly in a completely beautiful fashion. But there's magic in that, right? There's this simple creature that transforms completely from what they were before. So that metamorphosis is possible in nature. It is a possible experience of life. So we have the experience to go through the same thing, but it's interesting because the metamorphosis process, the metamorphosis process is so ugly when we 
make decisions to completely uproot our lives and transform them sometimes. And so we forget that there's going to be ugliness. We think that just because we make the decision to move from one place to the next and completely change things, that that's all just going to fall into place, that there's not going to be some rocking and rolling and being knocked on our ass over and over again as we try to build that. But any meaningful change in our life is going to come with that sort of sense of struggle. It's part of life to be able to overcome those struggles and to be able to keep that mental atmosphere strong in the process. It's not about regrets. There's, there's a reason why you were called internally to go through this metamorphosis and it can be truly magical and transform your life to something that is a greater sense of what you are looking for or you can get wrapped up in fear and homeostasis and just want things to have stayed the same So it's important to get really, really clear on exactly what your why is when you're making a change and to commit to that forward progress and to keep that vision. If there's a vision in your head already that includes the past, if you're going to include the past already from your unconscious mind and it keeps coming up, then as I said, build upon it. Think about those buts. Invite those buts in. Invite the reasons why you were dissatisfied in the first place into the equation and say, okay, now my vision is going to include all of that that I did have and this little bit of something more. And get very, very clear on it. See, attachment and clinging. In Buddhism, they talk about that a lot. Attachment and clinging to the past just brings on suffering. And sometimes I guess we feel for some reason that we need to suffer. Or... We feel responsible for someone else's suffering. Maybe our children is a very easy example of that. Or our relationships can be a very easy example of that. But it's okay. It's okay to go through the feelings, to go through the ups and downs, to go through the frustrations, Allow it. Allow it to mold into your consciousness and help you to fuel better, less impulsive decisions moving forward. Take a deep breath to regret and say, 
there was a reason, there was a regret I had that pushed me to make this change. And there's a reason to look deeply at our own psyche if we are very used to that victim mentality of being a victim of our own choices. Sometimes it's not being stuck in Stockholm Syndrome to the results of other people's choices. But sometimes we're stuck in a Stockholm Syndrome of our own choices. We make our own prisons by living in our own regrets. And then we tend to settle or go backwards because we've fallen in love fallen in love with our captor our own mind refusing to change refusing to embrace something different and i want to talk about that when it comes to spiritual leaders and leaders of any organization out there. And I know there are some that know this because there are some places that don't even bring it up anymore. But we can have a very deep tendency after these last couple of years we've gone through to constantly remind people about what these experiences have been. And refuse to accept that there is just a new consciousness that can flow along with new and change. Rather than being caught up in the lens of what we've been conditioned into for the last two years. What I mean by that is how often I talk about turning off the mainstream media and getting your head out of news apps and just looking around at your local environment instead. I know you all know what I'm talking about here. So I'm going to even refuse to say the word or any word that relates to it. <laughs> because I don't want to continue to perpetuate those words. And it doesn't mean that I'm denying reality. It means that I'm affirming life and choosing to think about what I choose to think about. I want to create something new that we have not seen before. I want to help you create something new that we have not seen before. This country specifically, the America, United States of America, for the past hundred years was all about innovation and the entrepreneurial spirit and change. And at some point it seems that that got hijacked by marketing and greed to such a degree 
that that marketing and greed has masked itself as caring about the general public and wanting people to be healthy and to have every convenience available at their disposal. But those changes have become very, very ugly. And they are definitely not what I want to see in the world. There's a lot of ignorance, a lot of fear, a lot of judgment, and a lot of sadness where people are locked in their brains in a terrible way of thinking, living in that fight or flight feeling all the time, constantly coming at every situation from a feeling of, I'm not safe. And that is so, so sad. I grew up with a mother that felt that way a lot, and God rest her soul. I know that her spirit knows better now. At least I'd like to think so. As she's passed on since she was 62 years old. But truthfully, it's really sad to watch when people are caught up in, in, in fear all the time. And I talk about the situations that we face in life on a daily basis, and I talk about how nature is... fighting a seemingly losing battle but I don't talk about it that way I talk about it in the way of nature's going through its suffering right now it's going through that metamorphosis and nature itself when it comes to the absence of the human spirit naturally embraces those changes and is okay with it taking years and decades and millennia for things to change into a way that promotes life. But humanity as a whole definitely gets in the way of that. Strangely enough, we are the only creature that does that. Yet I try to come from that, from this place of non-judgment when I look at that. Because I could amass the perfect life, live in the perfect house, in the perfect neighborhood with the perfect neighbors and the perfect job. And all of that stuff can be completely in alignment. <laughs> you know, an asteroid could hit the earth. <laughs> right? Like there are a million things that can happen. A million possibilities at all times. So we've got to give ourselves a break. Sometimes we just make choices that make things harder for a while. That's the whole point, to bring this entire thing full circle. Is sometimes we just make choices that make our life a little harder for a while. But it does not mean that they were the wrong choice. It does not mean that we have to be full of regret. It just means that we made a choice. And now this plane is making a choice to fly over my head. <laughs> Now they're probably not making a choice. They're living out the results of somebody else's choice. And who cares if it affects my little life here? <laughs> That's another topic for a whole nother episode where 
people freak out in traffic or freak out over external circumstances on a constant basis. It's a whole different level of acceptance to talk about. (laughs) Me, I just try to laugh at them and sometimes I recognize them and get pissed off initially and, and just move beyond whatever. It is what it is. Sometimes that's just as simple as advice gets. (laughs) It is what it is. And that advice can even be that simple for the really, really, really big things. You make some changes, you live with the regrets and the consequences of your actions. And it is what it is. You're still living. You're still here. There's still more of life to experience. We are always going to be starting over one way or another in some area of our lives. We don't always have to do it with every area of our lives. But if we are continuously starting over, you have to take a look and say, what part of my personality causes me to constantly start everything over in order to find peace? Because the peace is within us. It is not a result of obtaining the perfect external circumstances. The peace is within and it's how we bring ourselves to the table that brings the peace to every area of our lives. And if every area of your life seems to be completely chaotic and changing without your consent, then just take one small piece of it at a time, one small piece to make your primary focus and continue to work on that. That's sometimes a much easier way to manage big change. Slowly but surely. I know that better than a lot of people because of a lot of the changes that have happened in my life some of which were thrust upon me, some of which I created intentionally. But either way, I've been rocked to the core so many times and survived in the eye of that storm so many times that I know that you absolutely can too, no matter how frustrating it gets. There's always storms to weather. And if there's not any storms to weather, there becomes a drought. We're going through that as part of the changes in this world right now with nature. So put that into your own landscape, within your insides. Without storms, there's a drought. So without struggles, without change, without all of this metamorphosis stuff, this butterfly magic, (laughs) life would be really freaking boring. So embrace it, lighten up, take a deep breath, go with the flow of changes, be the creator of change in a small way for yourself, small ways, small bite-sized pieces that are huge emotional experiences that you can transform one little bit at a time so you can breathe a little easier, so you can create a little more smoothly. Stress, anxiety, negativity, regret, anger, frustration, those are all 
stagnations of energy. No matter what you've done in your life, none of them help to move you forward. They only serve as guideposts to get you back to moving forward. So those are the choices we have. Keep on going. Fight when we need to fight in the eye of the storm. Move through it and enjoy each part of that process. Or constantly try to close our eyes and open them and just be in a better situation. Now, as much as I talk about meditation and visualization and all of that great stuff, that stuff is absolutely magnificent. But if your mindset is not that there's always a change going on and I'm just trying to keep up with it and that's okay and everybody is doing the same thing, then you can cause yourself a lot of stress being wrapped up in the fact that change continuously happens. It never has to be a bad thing. Every little piece of it can be a lesson. Every little reflection on the outside can show us where we need to work more deeply on the inside. Our house is a piece of crap on the outside. Okay. What inside of me needs to be repaired? What inside of me needs to be repaired so much that I've been feeling like the cost is too great and I've been just ignoring it, hoping that it'll go away. Right? You can always relate the outside world to something on the inside and figure out, okay, what is it inside of me? What is it inside of me that's not embracing this change? So I hope this episode helps. I know it was a, it's a long thought process in my head. <laughs> but I can tell you that as a result of thinking the way that I think about change and embracing changes and trying to create them based on my inner landscape and being connected regularly in meditation and visualization that life has gotten so much better and sometimes I need to do the work for a while push really hard for like a month of meditating and visioning and positive affirmations positive affirmative prayers whatever ways that I, that I approach it I might do it and attack it for like a month and then feel like there's a stagnation. When I feel like there's a stagnation, then I, I think that my mind is spending too much time creating and not enough time receiving. And that is where I talked about that process in the episode on receptivity and masculine and feminine energies. So just sometimes just be ready to receive. Stop trying to create. Stop trying to think about it over and over and over again and just let it, let things be for a few days and just be the observer. So that is my wisdom for today. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I am off to the beach again today. I have really been enjoying my weekends in August. Sometimes I really love to just have 
total me time. But uh, that's okay. August has not been that, and that's totally fine because I've been enjoying my family, enjoying our little mini day trips, and enjoying birthdays and celebrations and connections with family and all of that good stuff. So I am off to go do that once again today. I love you all. Have a great day. Namaste. I will talk to you again soon. Take care.